is The Issue Window with Alvy and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode four of The Issue Window. Hi, LB. You there? Good morning. I'm here. <laughs> yep. And we're actually here today with Eddie Harden. He is uh, the assistant equipment manager at Cleveland State University. And we're really happy to have him. How you doing today, Eddie? Good. About yourself? Good. Good. We're doing good. We're going to actually start today with a brief COVID-19 update. Um, Eddie's actually been a lot closer to the virus than Alvy and I have, at least that we know of. Um, and Eddie, your women's basketball coach tested positive for COVID-19. Do you know how he's doing? Last I heard, he was back home, or excuse me, he is back home right now, and he's resting getting a lot better from what i've heard and just taking it day by day but but as far as far as i know he is back home now and he's he's getting a lot of rest that's good that's good yeah that's great eddie well that um that led to your current situation of being in self-quarantine uh how's that going for you and how's the isolation going oh it's uh it's going i i that i will say i'm i'm getting a little bit of having fever right now (laughs) (laughs) we all are wow yeah yeah taking it day by day getting a lot of reading in doing a lot of netflix and i'm (laughs) currently uh working on a free negotiation course that i'm taking online from yale university awesome oh yeah that sounds amazing so just just want to get better every day and using this time wisely to not only just get work-related stuff done, but uh, better myself in the process. Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd love to kind of get into, uh, Eddie, how did you kind of get into equipment management? Um, How did you end up at uh, Cleveland State? That's not where your career started. So kind of take us back to where it started. Right. So originally, I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I went to college at UAB, the University of Alabama, Birmingham. How I got my start in equipment management, originally I was a student there and I was wanting to actually play football at the time for UAB and I had purchased a Camaro, I think it was back then, and so my parents gave me the ultimatum. They said, you can either play ball or you can have the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so I I kind of was like, okay, I love my car too much. I'm a I'm a keep the car. So I went a, I went a different way. But I was looking around for jobs while I was I was actually going to a community college at the time and about to transfer to UAB, and uh, I found a position for student equipment managers for the football team and my. My mentor at the time, his name is Brian Kutras. He's at Texas Christian University, and mm-hmm. he hired me there, and he taught me how to, how to do the basics as a student equipment manager. And then from there, I learned all the basics 
of equipment management and then got internships in the NFL college and ultimately led my way here to Cleveland State University. Whenever you did any of those uh, mentorships, like, you know, for the NFL or uh, any of the other ones that you did, uh, any big takeaways from that? I mean, that's a big difference from even the D1 level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's you as a as intern on the professional level, you get to see just the insides of what of what it what it is. It's it's a bigger scale than it is on a collegiate level. You see everything that that goes behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And there's a lot that goes on goes on back there. So um, after you left uh, UAB, what where did you go after you left UAB then? My first internship was actually with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was a I was a training camp intern at the time in 2015. After I had completed my training camp internship, I was a intern for Lafayette College in Eastern Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, the Leopards, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. You betcha. So then, after you left, after you left uh, Lafayette, where'd you go from there? I got another training camp internship with the Atlanta Falcons. And during during that time with with the Falcons, I got to I got to work with the running back coaches, and uh, of course, it was only for training camp. So after that, I got my opportunity to intern with Georgia State University, and at the same time, do some volunteer work with the Falcons. Well, that's good then. Kept it all together there for you. Still down south though. Still enjoying the good warm weather. Oh, uh, I miss the warm weather. <laughs> Oh, come on. It's a beautiful time right now. It's almost 60. <laughs> it's starting to get warmer now. Yeah, I know. So after you, uh, after Georgia State, where'd you uh, end up going after that? After Georgia State, I was working with USA Football for a two-week training camp for middle school and high school kids. And okay. then during, during that time, it was just an opportunity just to get more experience. Uh, fitting helmet and sure just, it's just being a more hands-on person being the guy that everybody looked up to and after I've completed my two-week camp I went to Tennessee State University where I became assistant equipment manager for football under Troy Johnson who was the head equipment manager at the time okay good time in Nashville oh yes I loved it in Nashville it was such a good time Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So, uh, how did you end up in Cleveland State then? So, how I got to Cleveland State University was very unique in a sense because I left Tennessee State to get a position with the Birmingham Iron, which was a team based out in Birmingham with the now defunct AAF. Alliance of American Football. Mm-hmm. During my time there, it was it was very short lived, just because the league <laughs> yes. went bankrupt, yeah. and so we had to ship everything back to San Antonio, where all the equipment came from. Oh my gosh! It was a, it, it was it was craziness, just because we're we were eating lunch one day, and then the next day we're out of a job. Wow! <laughs> wow! It was crazy. It was crazy, but. <laughs> 
But how I got my job here at Cleveland State was very unique just because after the league went bankrupt, I had got a temporary job driving a delivery truck for Amazon. Okay. My current employer, his name is Joel Eckert. He's the head equipment manager here at Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me on LinkedIn, and he, he saw my resume and everything, what I had to offer. And so he reached out to me, and he said that, hey, I've got this position available if you're interested. And me being out of a out of a job, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. What, yeah. What, what do you have to offer? So I, so I jumped on it immediately and, sure. and interviewed for the job. Ended up the rest is history from here, and I've been here now at least eight months. Awesome, awesome. I, it's not uh, it's not very often that you talk to an equipment manager that's actually kind of been at different levels like you are and worked at so many places. I mean, I think it gives you a definitely unique perspective on the job since you've got to see how different different levels, different uh, managers, you know handle the equipment, uh, keep track of it. What was probably your favorite organization to like work with? Do you think you learned, you know, probably the bulk of, uh, how you manage equipment at, you know, back in Birmingham, whenever you were a student, or do you think it was somewhere, somewhere along the way from, uh, one of these other takeaways? Honestly, I've learned a lot from every place that I've gone to because there's, there's various ways of, of running equipment. You've got people so that do, does one way and then some people that does another way. So how I've learned was I take away different perspectives of each equipment room and kind of put like a melting pot of everything together and try to build what goes right, what goes wrong, what could what could be better, how and so forth from there. And I, I can't really say like there's one specific place that I've learned the bulk of it. So I would have to say like everywhere has their own way of teaching me how to how to do the job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Yeah. It's all the same, but it's all different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's some of the things that I've seen is like if you could take the the best of you know, every equipment room and mesh it together, then you might get some kind of perfect recipe. But, but that's hard just because each one just has a unique spirit about it. You know, sometimes the the environment's, you know, more fun and upbeat, but equipment might be slightly, slightly less organized, you know, still accounted for, but you know, just not quite as like perfectly arranged and stuff. And then sometimes you walk into those equipment rooms where it's like completely spotless, but you know, it's, it's definitely a more serious, more serious environment there. All right. With all your, with all your little trips and whatnot and your various experiences, Eddie, what's the most valuable thing you forgot to pack on a road trip? (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, (laughs) So the, the most valuable thing that I forgot to pack was <laughs> 3X uh, football pants. <laughs> and so there was a game. It was um, whenever I was at Tennessee State University, there was a game at uh, out in Illinois. We were playing, I think it was S. SIU. I can't remember. I can't remember who we were playing, but I know we were in Illinois. 
so I'm, I'm accounting for all that I have in my containers and I'm looking through and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have, I don't have three X pants. And so <laughs> it, 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 it was crazy. Cause I, cause I remember I was like, okay, I went through, I, I accounted for it, all the pants, went through again and I counted. I guess, I guess I must have, must have miscalculated because I, was going through <laughs> and I, was like, I don't have three X pants and I've got at least four or five guys that need three X pants. So, so I'm having, I'm having a call back to campus and thankfully our communications and sports information was still on campus. And I call uh, I call one of our one of our guys there. His name's Gavin, and he thankfully, by the grace of God, he was able to get the pants from my office and and bring them to Illinois with him. The, just the night before, I, I'm just like, how am I going to get these pants? How am I going to get these pants? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So and, and I I was listening to your podcast uh, episode where you were saying. You forgot footballs, and I was, and immediately right when you said you forgot footballs, I was like, "Yep, I know exactly what he's talking about." <laughs> <laughs> we've all forgotten something along the way, no matter how many times you check, we've all done it. Oh, it was it was a scary situation, but thankfully we 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 got through it, and we and we played the game, and everything went without a hitch. Yeah, it always helps when you win those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. oh man, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. It seems like you guys always always find a way to kind of come through one way or another. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually, uh, I have a question from back whenever you transitioned uh, to the equipment room at UAB and you worked under Brian. Uh, you, I mean, I think that's a pretty unique perspective because you were a football player and then you went into the equipment room. And so, you know, therefore you kind of seen both sides of it. And a lot of equipment managers, I think, really just handle equipment. They don't actually ever, you know, see any field play. So I think that's a really interesting perspective. And did that really give you more appreciation for you know both sides of it and you know a little bit more patience with the players maybe than what other equipment managers might have you see both perspectives so i think as a player from high school transitioning into a equipment manager and seeing how things is run and see how like players can be sometimes needy and everything like that you just it's a it's, it's a mesh of both worlds in a sense but definitely it was it gives you a lot more patience seeing both both sides of, of being a player and a equipment manager. Yeah, because you can, you know, you can be in the player's shoes at that point. So I think that gives you a really good perspective there. And whenever you were traveling around, were all these positions, were they football or were some of them Olympic sports? And you're currently, you currently do Olympic sports um, at Cleveland, right? Because they don't, they don't even have football. Correct. We don't have football here. What what sports do you handle for Cleveland? So my sports here, I have both men's and women's basketball, lacrosse, and men's and women's tennis. Okay. He could answer the tennis ball question for you. <laughs> he could. <laughs> uh, Eddie, do you know how many tennis balls are in a case? <laughs> oh, boy. Next question. 
<laughs> See? See? You, you make fun of us. But... Gosh darn, I'm going to have it in my head by the end of this. Uh... Oh, man, I'm going to I'm gonna know. But as Alvi has said, there are three balls in a tube, not four. four. Exactly. So why so many people have told me? oh 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 okay well so you since you've done you know kind of a mix of all the sports which ones you are your favorite would you prefer to go back to football or are you liking the olympic sport route oh i still have a passion for football because it's basically what I've done from the start of my career, but I do have an enjoyment for the Olympic sports as well. It's given me an opportunity to dive into being a diverse equipment manager. I just don't have just football experience, but I have basketball experience. I have lacrosse experience. I have tennis experience. I can I can say that I'm more diverse as an equipment manager rather than just say, oh, I'm Eddie Harden. I, I only have football experience so I, I i i enjoy them all and and but football has been my passion and eventually one day i'm looking to get back into it but but i i, I truly enjoy it uh just because it gives me a more diverse perspective to equipment management yeah i can see that what's uh how about your on your road trips what's your favorite road trip and what's your worst road trip Oh my, let's see, my favorite road trip would probably have to be a tie between Florida and Ohio State as a, as a student manager, just because Florida, because it was my very first road trip as, as no. a manager, and just, and just getting to see, just getting to see the pageantry that the SEC holds. Mm-hmm. And then of course, and then of course Ohio State. Like you're 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 in the shoe, and yeah. at that at that time at that time uh, Urban Meyer was the head coach, so it was just okay. getting to see getting to see what his team has to offer. And then and then of course it was it was a back and forth game between us and Ohio State, and then eventually Ohio State winning the game, but. But it, it it was just a great opportunity just to see, like I said, the pageantry of everything. And then my worst game probably would have had to have been my last year as the uh, equipment manager for Tennessee State. We had to go to Memphis to play the John Merritt Classic against Jackson State University. Okay. And we had set up everything. Everything was good to go. Our guys were about to get out on the field to, to warm up. And then lightning strikes. And oh. So we had to go back into the locker room for 30 minutes. 30 minutes passes by. We, get, we try to go back out. Lightning strikes again. So we oh. back in. And then the, the rain is starting now to, to pour. And it's getting so bad, like on our sideline, there was puddles just starting to to fill up. Oh, and, no. and so we were, we were, we were still trying to play the game. And, sure. And 30 minutes goes by and we're, we're finally out on the field. We're about to, 
finished stretching. We finished stretching, and then lightning strikes again. Oh, so, gosh. so it was just one after the other after the other, and it was eventually it eventually it got to the point to where it's nearly it's nearly nine ten o'clock, and we still haven't even played it down. Oh, geez. And so, so we finally got the word to just pack everything up and and <laughs> go back to Nashville. So we, that was the quickest I think we've ever tore apart tore apart a locker room. We just literally dumped everything into uh, <laughs> into bins and boxes, whatever we could put put stuff in. It was like, all right, we'll separate this back out when we get back to when we right. get back to Nashville. But yeah, it it, it was it. It was oh, worse just, just all, the, all the rain and lightning and then, of course, getting back and everything being all wet and nasty. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you don't – you hate those games. You hate those games for sure. What happens on something like that? Do you do they reschedule if they can or do they just, you know, they, that just doesn't go into the standings? It just got marked as it was canceled. Okay. That we, I think they, I think they tried to tried to reschedule it, but in the end, it just ended up getting canceled. I gotcha. At the at the beginning of this question, you mentioned when your very first road trip where you went to Florida, um, and the pageantry of the SEC. And I'm not, I guess, like in my ignorance, I'm not really like familiar with that. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me? Yeah, so being originally from the South, we eat, breathe, sleep football. Everything is football. You, sure. <laughs> yeah. They, you, I, I've, I've even seen marriages scheduled around an Alabama football game. So, <laughs> so be, that being said, the SEC has a lot of pageantry to it, so from everything from the bands to the people in the stands to just just the team itself. Uh, for example, I mean, with it being Florida, you've got the Gator Chomp, and then you see and all these people in the stands just in unison doing the Gator Chomp. It's like, wow. <laughs> it, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, what would be one of your like favorite stories from all your years of like managing equipment? Maybe from like your your favorite uh, position that you've had over the years. So my one of my one of my favorite positions that I that I've had was actually just being at being at the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and just just being around the guys in the locker room and everything and just being being a part of an NFL team and just, just, just seeing how everything operates from right. in, on a, on a professional level, just because I'm, uh, I, I'm a kid coming, coming from Alabama, not knowing a lot. And then I'm in a, I'm in an internship with the NFL. It's like, it's like, that's amazing as, as it is just being, just being in a locker room with all these, all these guys and how a professional game is is played on the inside right yeah it's a it's a different uh different world oh yeah absolutely do you remember how many like equipment managers they had like since that's you know such the top level there i mean i would imagine that there's there's quite a few 
so from from my remembrance, there was four full-time equipment managers, and then there was a seasonal intern. That he he was basically the same as uh, all of us training camp interns. Only he got to stay on the, the full season mm-hmm. rather than training camp. Okay. Do you know why they they hire more equipment managers during training camp? Is it to, you know, expose you guys or is there just more going on during that time that they need the extra help? I believe that with there there being more more players there they they need more hands on deck and then just getting just getting the gear ready to go and just and just progressively from there just I believe that is that it's all just needing more hands on deck mm-hmm. than during the season when there's just only 50 players in contrast to 100 or 450 players during training camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, how was uh, how did like they handle on that like pro level like the equipment different than whenever you came from UAB? Because I would imagine you know that's quite a bit more help for the equipment. You know, so how did they? You know, how does that differ? The one thing that I believe that stood out differently was that college, you you only got limited sources. Like players can only get X amount of stuff. When on the NFL and the professional level, players is like, okay, hey, I need a, I need another pair of cleats. I gave I gave my cleats out to to, <laughs> to, a, to a fan. So <laughs> and and okay. in, in class, like. College, just like, well, he gave you a pair. You you have to stick with that pair unless unless it breaks. You can't just be like giving giving your stuff away. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> NFL is a lot is a is a lot different beast than uh, than college. NFL they they can get away with that. College not so much. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. So do you think uh do you think you have a piece of advice that you'd give somebody trying to start out in in the industry um from all your years of managing equipment? Oh yeah, absolutely. Ask questions. If you if you feel like you don't you don't have an answer, ask questions. Uh, what I've learned in this industry is that the stupid question is the question that does not get asked. And just elaborate on that cuz if you're not asking questions, you're not learning. And me, I pride myself on on learning every day. Mm-hmm. Ask yep. questions and don't and don't be afraid to ask them. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So um, now that you got a few weeks off here, what's uh, what's your TV binge watching recommendations? Oh, I actually just finished the uh, <laughs> the TV show All American. I actually finished the oh. second season of it. It's a <laughs> really good watch. Oh yeah. What's that about? So uh, the TV show is based off of a former NFL player, uh, Spencer Pay singer, and in the TV show, the the main character's name is actually Spencer James. So they kind of worded it around to where they still it's still based on the true story, but has its own perspective to it. Spencer James in the story is a high school football player comes from South Crenshaw High School to Beverly Hills High School, and he is gaining attention not just from 
the high school glamour, but also the college glamour. And so he's getting recruited and everything. But at the same time, being in California, it it shows everything from gangs in California to just the social aspects of racism and everything else. So, but at the same time, it has everything with football. And so it, it's a really good watch and I definitely recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, that does sound good. Yeah. And then uh, I think one of my like last questions is uh, a lot of equipment managers I talk to in different places have nicknames. Um, do you have a nickname that's kind of followed you from place to place or one that you had in one particular place that you worked? Oh, yes, I, I, I absolutely do have one. So whenever I was in, <laughs> at UAB, my running back coach who I worked for, his name's Eric Evans. He's currently at uh, Western Michigan. Every time uh, we come out to practice, first thing I hear is, Fast Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who is needing me. And then um, <laughs> just uh, from there, eh, is the, the, the nickname has has followed me. Lafayette College. I had a I had a strength coach. His name is Gino, and <laughs> he all every time he saw me on the field, he called me Fast Eddie, and uh, it just it just followed me everywhere from from UAB all the way all the way up to Cleveland State. I even have some people that call me Fast Eddie here. <laughs> oh and i'm gonna assume you got that you got that name because because uh, you were probably one of the more speedy uh more speedy student managers back at uab huh i i don't, I don't know it just it just popped up and it just stuck so <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah that is that is pretty that's awesome yeah minor non-related fact to that we actually have a place in uh st louis that's actually called fast eddies so if you're passing through there on you know on a game or whatever you could <laughs> you could stop in there <laughs> i definitely have to hit that up yeah oh man well i think with that we're probably going to uh call it into this episode but i really want to thank eddie for joining us here today it was really great uh hearing all your stories eddie Oh, thank you for having me on. It, it, it was definitely a pleasure. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, until then, uh, hope everyone uh, stay safe and stay sane, locked in your homes in there. But uh, we'll catch you back here for the next episode. Bye. See ya. See ya. See ya.